0: And the first in a series of public consultations happening last night over the future of Yonge Street, specifically between a college in Queen. You just heard City Councilor Kristen Wong-Tam on with us, looking at maybe making it even more pedestrian-friendly, considering that 130,000 people uh, walk to and fro on that to stretch daily, each and every day. They're looking at maybe expanding the sidewalks, which, of course, would mean less room for cars. We've already got less room for uh, cars in uh, downtown, with the King Street pilot project now becoming a permanent. That stretch of roadway certainly is more pedestrian and streetcar or public transit friendly. So what would you like to see happen with Young Street? star 640 on cell. As we look to grow the city and the downtown into the future, are you on side with making a young street and more of downtown Toronto quote-unquote pedestrian friendly? I want to welcome in David Walksmouth. is the Canada Research Chair in Urban Governance at McGill University, and he joins us here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. David, appreciate the time. Thanks so much for joining us.
1: Yeah, my pleasure to be speaking.
0: Okay, we just heard from the uh, politicians, uh, city councilor for the area here. Uh, What is your take as somebody who specializes in urban governance? Is uh, making a downtown and a main street uh, more pedestrian-friendly, is that the way of the future?
1: Well, I want to first of all say that what um, is being contemplated here for Toronto is absolutely in line with trends we're seeing in cities across the country and around the world. Um, Roughly speaking, we're kind of coming out of a long period where, particularly in some of the older areas or downtowns of our bigger cities, um, areas that were originally created as pedestrian spaces, basically, that kind of got turned into car spaces, there's a kind of the pendulum swinging back in the other direction, and we're seeing an increasing move to um, reprioritize pedestrians in some of these really crowded, really busy spots in our downtown.
0: Yeah, because it's interesting to note the uh, history of Yonge Street. The dates back to the uh, 1800s, so it uh, certainly predates, uh, of course, mass production and uh, the, the the car, or the automobile.
1: Yeah, and in fact, if you think about a city like Toronto, you know you've got um, a downtown core that was largely built prior to everybody owning a car. And then you've got outlying areas, the suburbs, and even just the kind of the the inner residential areas that were were built around car ownership, the streets are a certain width, we had certain expectations. you know, if you look at what New York's done with Times Square here in Montreal, they're doing it with St. Catherine. Um, Cities are kind of appreciating that actually in the busy downtowns, most people aren't arriving by cars, and maybe we're spending a bit too much of a very scarce street real estate prioritizing people kind of passing through quickly instead of going out for a stroll, going shopping, looking for restaurants, those kinds of uses.
0: Okay, let me ask you the same question I finished uh, with the city councilor on, and that is, is there, and she mentioned St. Catherine Street uh, there in uh, Montreal, is there a street or or a model that Toronto should be looking at.
1: Well, I think that, um, a, you know, a really, I, I think there are two answers here. One actually is King Street. You know, it's, it's not a very far off uh, example, but, um, you know, King Street is a situation where you had two-thirds, I believe is the figure, mm. of people using that street in the rush hour were, were not in cars. They were on the streetcar, or they were on foot, and yet almost all of the space on the street was devoted to moving, you know, the kind of the minority of people relatively inefficiently in cars, um, you know, I think that they we're kind of learning a lot about how that pilot projects gone, but broadly it's been successful at getting the majority of people moving more effectively through that space. And I you know, I think that you could apply very similar principles to Young Street, where you've got, you know, the stretch between Queen and College is just bursting with pedestrians. And you know, they they make life difficult for driving, um, not to mention for, for walking. so that's why the other example I would point to actually is Times Square in New York, where if you think back 20 years, Times Square was just a nightmare. You know, taxis trying to push through tourists who didn't realize that, you know, they, they're kind of fighting with the cars on the road. The, um, when Times Square was pedestrianized, the result was not just a better experience for pedestrians, but I think in a lot of ways for drivers as well, who wouldn't be tempted to, to take this kind of really slow, frustrating route, they find other ways to go. I think the, this, the stretch of Young Street, you could get a very, very similar effect where it's kind of win-win, actually, because you get cars out of this frustrating area and make it less frustrating for the pedestrians who are left.
0: You know, I think a lot of people have uh, always viewed young Dundas Square as kind of our Times Square, obviously a mini version, if you will, of a Times Square and uh, what you're describing is maybe a win-win-win. Then it's a, a win for businesses because you've got uh, more pedestrians uh, on foot who are more apt to go into shops and uh, spend money. And if this is done right and is done properly, is this a win for drivers as well? If we make sure that there is uh, ample access uh, north south to get get through uh, through the city in an automobile.
1: That's right, exactly. And I mean, I think you know one of the things that they had to contend with in New York when these decisions were being made is that there's a certain amount of inertia when you know you're driving on the street and, you know, you know where you're trying to get to and you kind of, you have an image in your mind of here's the kind of short, the shortest route, but the shortest route isn't necessarily the best route. And by kind of actually removing in a kind of strategic way, some of the bottlenecks, the result is that, you know, that drivers end up actually kind of in, you know, getting maybe a slightly longer distance in terms of kilometers they have to travel, but they can have actually a better experience driving at the same time as, um, you know, an area that is, that at this point really is a pedestrian area already you know whether or not their car is driving by the, the vast majority of people who are passing along young street every day are doing so on foot right now and as you mentioned you know young dundas is kind of like the heart of the of, of of the city in a lot of ways you know you you want to kind of recognize that with the way you're building the city
0: it's also uh, wondering as we're talking here whether or not there's some spill off effects or some unintended consequences uh, when you start uh, you know labeling certain areas of a downtown as pedestrian friendly or pedestrian areas king street now and uh, maybe uh this uh, section of uh, Young Street. Uh, if these are pedestrian areas, and this is where pedestrians will uh, gather and move to and fro, uh, could we see the uh, hopefully the death rate uh, drop a little bit when it comes to car accidents involving pedestrians? Is that perhaps maybe a, an effect we might have by separating automobiles and uh, those on foot a little more?
1: Yeah, I mean it's, it's certainly possible. You know, we need to look at the precise statistics to to know for sure. But I think usually when you think about the, the things that cause dangerous you know that really drive dangerous intersections you're looking at a combination of lots of people and also relatively high speeds and so i think young street is not a place where you got relatively high speeds is the truth of it um but it's certainly a place where you've got lots of people kind of spilling off the sidewalks so you've got a lot of possibilities there for some of those uh, you know dangerous some of those accidents um so i think that just kind of clarifying the situation a little bit more and saying you know for the planners and the, the city government to say look the facts are that this is a pedestrian zone and we should acknowledge that make that a better experience. And hopefully, as you point out, also a safer experience.
0: Yeah. Just finally, uh, do you believe that this is, cause I'm sure again, we've got lots of people in their cars listening to this uh, station and listening Absolutely. to the show and they're saying to themselves, Here's an attack on the driver once again. Less roadways. I pay for the roads as much as anyone else. But uh, as an urban planner, somebody who studies this stuff, uh, this is the wave of the future when it comes to uh, Downtowns is uh, more pedestrian access.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think that the, you, I think where we're headed is. Understand, Kind of clarifying a little bit that there are going to be certain spaces downtown where we're still going to place a really high emphasis on prioritizing people in, in their cars, and there are other spaces where that's going to be de-emphasized. And I think that the principle of looking for the opportunity, the places where people are already voting with their feet, right, where you look and you see 100,000 people walking on the stretch of Young Street every day, That's a signal that this is a place where, you know, this isn't going to be jamming anything down anybody's throats in that sense. It's a place where already tons and tons and tons of pedestrians are are moving around and where it's not a particularly nice experience to be driving as it is. So I think these are exactly the opportunities that the city should look for and make sure that, you know, that that doesn't mean going to the, you know, some other part of the city where right now people are in their cars and they like it that way. You know, I think that you can kind of look for these win-wins as we put it. And I think this is a good example of one. David, appreciate your time on
0: this Friday. Thank you so much. Yeah, my pleasure. Take care. There goes uh, David Walksmouth. He is with McGill University. He's the Canada Research Chair in Urban Governments and specializes in urban planning.